Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. This episode is brought to you by Hyperice, the leader in advanced warm-up and recovery technology. They have tons of innovative products, like Venom-heated wearables to help soothe sore back muscles, Normatec compression boots to speed up recovery and increase circulation, and Hypervolt massage guns to improve mobility. Loved by athletes like Naomi Osaka and Erling Holland. Try them yourself. Get 10% off your order with the code MOVE at hyperrice.com. Just before we went to break, uh, Oilers game day trivia for Pro-Am Sports. Offer grabs a $50 GC from Pro-Am Sports. Fan cave and fan gear specialist for all budgets. Pro-AmSports.ca. The question, where did Sharks general manager Mike Greer go to school? Brendan, the answer? That was Boston University. He was a terrier, not an eagle, as many thought he went to Boston College. There you go. Weather's Nails brought to you by World of Spas, Edmonton's number one hot tub and swim spa dealer. The ideal place to start your daily vacation. Guests on the show receive gift cards to Japanese Village, Edmonton's favorite teppanyaki steak restaurant. Come in and check out their new location, 3975 Calgary Trail, as we go off to the River Cree Resort Casino hotline at 780-496-0063. The River Cree Resort Casino excitement. Bet on it. Our order now headliner today for Wilhawk Beef Jerky, the best you've ever tasted. Search for Wilhawk, W-I-L-H-A-U-K today. He's in his second tour duty with San Jose. Spent some time on NHL Hockey and Rogers Sportsnet broadcasts in Edmonton and also with Hockey Night in Canada. We welcome back to the show, Drew Remenda. How you doing, Drew? Good, Bob, but actually it's my fourth tour duty with the San Jose Sharks, as a matter of fact. It's your fourth. So right off the bat. My fourth. Really? Right off the bat, assistant coach. Yep, assistant coach in, in our first years. Yep. Uh, of course, got fired uh, from Kansas City, our farm team, and then came back as a radio broadcaster. Stayed for a while, went to TV, then went to Hockey Night in Canada, came back the next year, uh, told me to leave in 2014, brought me back last year. So, yeah, this is my fourth tour of duty with the San Jose. I'm a bad rash. Can't get rid of me. <laughs> Well, you know, it's bad rash or bad pain. You know, and I've told you this before. Like you and Randy together, uh, I, for a number of years, for me, were a top three um, tandem in the National Hockey League. So now that I've kissed your butt, away we go from there. You guys did a real good job. <laughs> uh, and the Sharks had a lot of things. You know, for 15 years, they had the best record in the National Hockey League. They just couldn't win the Stanley Cup. But there was a lot of things yeah. they did really, and now they're at a different place and a different time. And I'm just wondering, uh, you know, give me, as a guy who's, you know, around the team on a day-to-day basis and traveling and those sort of things, what's your assessment on what they're going through right now in San Jose? Well, nobody wants to use the R word uh, anywhere in any team, it seems, nowadays. But when you look at the San Jose Sharks, <clears throat> excuse me, and, and that success, without winning the Stanley Cup came at a price. And, and the Oilers fans know that as well because you have to uh, make some deals that are you're going to extend some guys, you're going to probably keep your guys on your team longer than you want and probably have to overpay them a little bit too. And that's what the Sharks did to get um, as good as they were for such a long period of time. But um, all the good things must come to an end. You look at the Colorado Avalanche, you look at the Dallas Stars, you look at the Edmonton Oilers, you look at all the good teams, they, they have to have their little fall-off before they can get back and continue that that window of success. I I don't believe in much more windows of success. I think you build a good team and try to keep it for as long as you can. So the Sharks right now are faced with a situation. As you can see, there's some contracts there that they've um, got where they've – they're – 
guys are older, um, they're expensive, and that's kind of saddled the San Jose Sharks from adding to the team and making it a real deep hockey team. So Mike Greer has come in after Doug Wilson retired last year because of health reasons. Mike Greer has come in, and he's come in with a plan, and that plan is um, to build this team back up again. Now, you don't have anybody in the, in the pipeline from the 2018, 2019, and one guy from the 2020 draft. So that's the first thing they're looking at. If they get a draft in this next year where they can get three or four good players that end up in the San Jose Sharks organization, end up playing for the San Jose Sharks, they will be on the right step in the right direction. You've seen it. You went through it with the Edmonton Oilers. You've seen how how you have to build it up. Basically, that's what the Edmonton the San Jose Sharks want. Now, can you get Neil Yakov? Can you get? I'm sorry, I'm going to say Neil Yakovov. Yes, I love Neil Yakovov. But can you get Connor McDavid? Can you get Ryan Nugent Hopkins? Can you get Leon Draisaitl? Probably not, because those guys are tremendously talented, once in a lifetime generation type guys. But if you're able to build on these, get some solid guys into your into your pipeline, where you can build up your team and give them somebody to play with, that's basically what Mike's trying to do. He's yeah. trying to get them back to to the level of success that they had. Yeah, that's basically what he's trying to do, and it's tough. You know, it's tough. <laughs> <laughs> 50 weeks a year tough. Uh, yeah. 18, yeah. 18, 19, and 20. I mean, they took Merkley 21st um, in 2018. Never really, yeah. never really panned out. Uh, didn't have a first rounder in 2019. Took Weisblatt 31st uh, in 2020. Yeah. Uh, Thomas Bordelow is a second rounder who I think they don't mind. They think he might have a chance. To, yeah, we like him. Yeah, yeah. yeah they like him. Yeah. He might be a player. You know, and, and Drew, I mean, you know I would run the numbers on this because we would talk about this all the time back in the day. Yeah. But once you get past about 21 in the draft, it's yeah. it, once it's like 21 overall, it ain't easy. What would it mean no. to San Jose to get a player of the ilk of right now the Sharks have a thirteen and a half percent chance of getting the number one pick, which undoubtedly would be Connor Bedard. But even if they got Adam yep. Fantilli from uh, Michigan, who's having a wonderful season, hell I mean, of a player, it, it yep. could be. It, it could, those could be important steps. The, I mean, you've got one of the wealthiest owners. He might be. Well, I guess David Thompson. Second. Yeah, the guy in Winnipeg. Yeah, David second Thompson. in the Yeah, second wealthiest yep. owner in the league. Um, it's Hazo Platner, right? Isn't that the owner? Right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah Mr. Platner. Yeah. Yeah. So tell me this. I mean, what's how the fans handle it in terms of what's gone on? Because they had all that success for all the years. And is there any concern about a tunage factor in the market, or do you think they'll be fine there? No, I mean, it, it has. It's been a concern. If you've watched some of our games, and I know you have, you've seen a lot of empty seats, and we never used to have that. Players come in and teams come in, but wow, things have changed. Yeah, it has, because as we know, in the United States, especially when you have a market where you have the Golden State Warriors, where you have the Niners, where you have the A's, the Giants, Cal, Stanford, all those teams where that um, put a strain on your entertainment dollar, that it's it's been difficult for the Sharks, but Hassel Platner has been wonderful. Uh, he's uh, Jonathan Becker is our president. He has told Jonathan Becker, "I'm in this for the long haul. I know that COVID took a big chunk out of us, and the way things are, it took a big chunk out of us. But we are in for the long haul." That's what he has told um, Mike and Jonathan Becker, and he is uh, he's a big supporter of. of Sharks hockey in the Bay Area. They've really grown the game in the Bay Area, Bob. You should see the new building that the Barracuda play in, the Tech CU building. That practice facility has gone from um, one rink to two rinks to six rinks now, plus a 5,400, I think 5,400 seat facility, which is first class for an AHL team. So 
Hustle's invested, and he wants this team to get back to where they were. Um, overall, the one thing when you talk about Bedard or Fantilli or you know what you, what can you get? They need somebody in the next two three drafts to come in that you can build around. Now, listen, you're not going to get a Connor. You know, you're not going to get a Connor Connor McDavid. If you got a Connor Bedard, people would would come out and come see him. I mean, it's interesting that they. The fans are still there. They're, the hardcore fans are still there. But it, it hasn't been like the heady old days when Joe Thornton, Joe Pavelski, Brent Burns, Danny Boyle, Evgeny Nabokov, and those guys were winning 50, 60 games a year. Yeah. Well, no. I, hey, I mean, Connor Bedard this year, I don't have to tell you this. You still doing radio in yeah. uh, Saskatoon, by the way? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We, talk, we talk a lot about Chris Jones and the, and the Eskimos. You know, it's Ryderville, baby. Yeah. I, I do a show. I do a show in Regina uh, once a week as well. So I know. No, I, know yeah. I know it's Ryderville. A lot of other interest in, in San Jose as well. German. Oh, hey, Bob. Bob, I got to tell you this. I got guys that work at Rolco where I work or for CKOM, CJME. They when they talk to Oilers, they use we all yeah. the time. You know, yeah. I try. And not one of my bosses uses we. All the time. <laughs> I try not to do that on this show. Let's call the winners now. And I actually work for them directly. <laughs> Drew Remenda joining us, longtime Sharks broadcaster in his fourth tour of duty in the organization. <laughs> Mike Greer, give me your assessment. We'll recap the trade here. Um, yeah. the, the the San Jose Sharks uh, acquired, did the Timo Mari, uh, Meyer deal, so they got a conditional right. first-round pick, which is top two overall protected. That's obviously New Jersey's going to make the playoffs. not an issue. A conditional 2024 right. first-round selection is if New Jersey makes it to a 2023 conference final or 2024 conference final. That's a big condition because that may not happen. Big. Um, right. A draft pick. How do, how do we uh, – Shakir Makamadulin, is that Mac how you Mac- – Makamadulin, yeah. Makamadulin, yeah. Uh, yeah. And then they ended up getting Janssen back, and they had to eat a little bit of money. Yeah. What was your assessment in terms of what they did there? Well, I'm not like you, where I don't know every every prospect and every every draft, et cetera. I, but talking to Craig Button, um, who I have a lot of respect for and, and, and knows players inside out, he said that Michael Madulin was one of the top prospects. He actually said he's probably the number one prospect to uh, not be playing in the NHL right now. Six foot three, 215 pounds, young guy, moves the puck really well, big D man. Um, he they brought him back. They brought him over to North America uh, a couple days ago. I think it was Saturday. I think he's going to be with the Barracuda for a little bit. They're depending. They think Mike Madulin was was a was a big was a big get. Um, apparently, that was what was holding up the trade with Timo Meyer because Mike Greer was was adamant uh, that Mike Madulin was the guy they wanted. And it, again, you know this because you built from the the, the 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 goaltender out, and you need good defensemen in this game. You need really good defensemen who know how to check and know how to move the puck quickly and and be physical. And uh, apparently, he is. We'll see. We get to see him a couple times with the Barracuda. They're going to be trying to make the playoffs. So when we get back, we'll be able to catch a few games of the Cuda and see if they can they can get there. It'll be interesting to see him. But the other aspect of that, you know, everybody's saying, why did you trade him? Well. You know, because it was money. His qualifying offer had to be $10 million, and the Sharks would have had to really gut a lot of the team that Mike built up over the summer uh, in order to keep Timo Meyer. The Sharks are going to miss him, for sure. But there wasn't much they could do because of the budget and because of the cap. Drew, uh, what do you think is going to happen with Eric Carlson here? 
That's a great question, Bob. And that's been a uh, $14 million question all year long. <laughs> you know, he has been tremendous offensively this year. Um, some of the things he's done has, has been, you know, you're, you're associating with names like Paul Coffey and Bobby Orr yeah. and Ray Bork. It's, he's been amazing that way offensively. He is very – he'd be a great poker player because he's, he's kept things really close to his to the vest. It was interesting this year when David Quinn got the job, one of the first visits he made was to Eric Carlson. And he told Eric Carlson, I want to do two things, Eric, this first year. One, I want to make the playoffs. And two, I want to get you back to Norris Trophy level. I want to get you back. You're only 32. I want to get you back to that level where you're one of the best in the league. Now, he's accomplished – one of those two things, obviously, the record speaks for itself as far as wins and losses. But Eric has been asked a lot. He's been asked to be a leader. He's been asked to be upbeat and positive. Last few years have been really tough for Eric. Um, physically, um, the game took a toll on him. Um, he had some personal things going on. But he is smiling all the time. He's upbeat. He's he's leading this team. He's He's been a guy who, honestly, has been a pleasure to be around. And I can't say last year I did about 50 games with the Sharks, and he wasn't not that he was he didn't like being around him, but he was just very to himself, very um, um, standoffish and introverted. But this year he's been wonderful, and he's it's play it showed on the ice. What he will do, I think, is apparently nobody came to you and asked him about moving. That was the one thing I raised about, about the trade. Nobody came to him and asked, do, or will you move? I think he'd be open to it if the Sharks were able to do it because of the simple fact of he doesn't have many years left on his, yep. in his NHL life. And everybody, as you know, everybody wants to be a winner. And he can help a team win. Um, we'd hate to lose him because he is that one star that the Sharks have right now. But um, he is... Um, he, I think he would probably be open to moving to the right team um, because it would give him a chance to to go up go out a winner as, as a Stanley Cup champion. Well, for the Oilers, the right player at it has been Matthias Ekholm Everton seven and two. Oh, absolutely! Since he's been in, we're joined by Drew Remenda, longtime Sharks broadcaster. Drew, uh, you, you obviously had a history with Todd McClellan and Jay Woodcroft in San Jose mm-hmm. and in Edmonton. Um, L.A., or they're just on fire right now. And, I mean, Todd Todd took the Oilers to seven games last year, and he didn't have Doughty, and he didn't have Ardvidsson. And now he's mm-hmm. got and now he's got those two guys, Fiala, and, oh, by the way, uh, Jonas Corpusalo, who's stoned the Oilers twice in games that they combined for 97 shots on goal. And Jay Woodcroft, Jeez. all Jay's done is uh, Edmonton's got the best record in the Western Conference since Jay took over February 10th last year. They got the West uh, points percentage in the West since that's occurred. Um, are you are you surprised at what Todd's been able to do as quick as it's happened in L.A.? And conversely, are you surprised in Jay's uh, success as an NHL head coach? No, not you know me. Um, I've I've always been a champion of Jay and and Todd. I've known them both for a very long time. Um, with with Todd, I think this is the best coaching job he's ever done in the National Hockey League, and that's saying something considering what he did for the San Jose Sharks and what he did for the Oilers. But this is the best coaching I've seen him do. And he's got a great staff there and, and a good friend of ours as well. You mean me, Trent Yoni. I uh, love Trent to death. Um, Jay Woodcroft has been building for this and building for this and building for this for a long, long time. He is 
worked his way up into where he is. You, he, nothing has been given to Jay. He's earned it. He has been Todd's right-hand man since Todd took the job in San Jose in the 2007 season, I think it was, after winning the championship in Detroit. What I love about Jay, and, I, and, I, and he's, a, he's a close friend, and, and people will blame me to being, a, you know, a, a, star-crossed when it comes to coaches because I love, as you know, I have big respect for, for them, but Jay believes in the potential of people. Jay believes in if you do things the right way and you put, you put yourself in a position to win, then everything else is gravy. He, he is a guy that has helped me professionally, has helped me personally. He's a guy that I know is one of the hardest working. Todd used to call him his right-hand man. He was my right-hand man. Without Jay, I couldn't do anything. And Jay handled everything from scouting and putting together schedules for the other coaches to making sure the guys on the ice and Joe Pavelski and Patty, Patty Marlowe and Joe Thornton were able to get the extra work in. They started Jay's Shooting Club um, in San Jose. Jay, the assistant coach, bring out Joe Pavelski and Patty Marlowe. Just that, that started a little club at the start of practice where they'd all come out early and work on things. Jay is smart he's hardworking. he's insightful and he like i said he believes in the potential of people and his athletes it doesn't surprise me that yeah you know, the Oilers are, are are they the best team since january or one of the best teams in the league since january and the, i saw all the things when the, the Oilers were going through a little bit of a downtime and all the usual stuff we see online about oh, the coach or the general manager and blah 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 you and i've seen it dozens of times but i knew 100% knew that Jay would get this course corrected and get this team going in the right direction. I am, I am, yeah. I, I know I'm, I'm, I'm lauding him and, you know, I'm, I'm sounding sycophantic, but you know me. I believe in that guy and I, I love that guy. Well, ironically enough, since uh, December the 27th, so since Christmas, uh, the LA Kings have the best winning percentage in the Western Conference at 697. The Oilers are second at 688, uh, 686. And since Jay took over last year, which was February 10th, Jay's gone 65, 32, and 11, which is a 653. Um, 653 overall record, which is first in the Western <laughs> Conference. So there you go. Yeah. I mean, the Oilers have been a good team since he's coached them, and that's good. not a surprise to either one of us. Uh, Drew, thank no. you for your time. I'll let you get back to being a grandpa, okay? Yeah, it's been it's been great. They, they, they live here. I get, haven't seen them in six months, so I get to be I get to be Papa for a while today. All right, have at her. Thank you, thank you for fitting us in. Okay, Thanks, Drew, buddy. you bet. Yeah, my pleasure. Right, you bye. you bye. bet. That is Drew Remenda. It is one twenty three in Edmonton. We'll take a quick timeout. You're listening to Oilers now. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. This is Oilers Now. 
And we're going to go to the Oilers Now Injury Report brought to you all season long by James H. Brown Injury Lawyers. When accidents happen, go to jameshbrown.com. Trent Brown, he'd be, he'd be a little bit disappointed with a hope for a better result for the Alberta Golden Bears. But, uh, hey, as a uh, best football player the U of A had over his last 40 years, still cares. Uh, James H. Brown, big supporters of the Edmonton Oilers, the Edmonton Elks, and the U of A. We will uh, tell you this, uh, that uh, Ryan McLeod, is uh, closing in on a potential return to practice. He's got an upper body issue for the Edmonton Oilers. Ryan Murray remains out with a back issue. Dylan Holloway is skating in Edmonton. Uh, He is technically uh, with the Bakersfield Condors. Luke Cunning out with a knee injury for San Jose. uh, uh, Gadjevich has a upper body issue, and uh, they got a couple other players, including Spechnikov, not available as well. They recalled Andrew Agazino. He's going to play instead of William Eklund tonight for San Jose. You can start your new vehicle journey at Brent Ridge Ford, the dealer that doesn't forget about you after you purchase a vehicle. If you uh, value fair treatment, full transparency, call Uncle Milt Rich, Johnny, and the team at 780-49-780-352. 6048. That number again, 780-352-6048. 12-time President's Diamond Club Award winners for customer satisfaction. Brett Ridge Ford is your Ford truck authority on the auto mile in Wetaskiwin. Cars cost less in Wetaskiwin. Call Chalk is coming up. The head coach of the Bakersfield Condors, but not before. We go off to a global news weather traffic update with Randy Kilbert.